Hello, I'm Ioni Bala and today let's talk about labels with the rather incredible Prince E. I work with Prince on this video which was how I was introduced to him and um, was pretty blown away by the whole thing. I am not black. I mean, that's what the world calls me, but it's not me. I didn't come out of my mother's womb saying, hey, everybody, I'm black. No, I was taught to be black. And you were taught to call me that, along with whatever you call yourself. It's just a label. See, from birth, the world force feeds us these labels. And eventually, we all swallow them. We digest and accept the labels, never, ever doubting them. But there's one problem. Labels are not you and labels are not me. Labels are just labels. But who we truly are is not skin deep. So first up, can you tell me uh, why you did this video? I did the video because, well, all of my topics, I think, are of the utmost importance. This one in particular, I believe, is very important because labels are walls that we have created that have been placed on, upon us and they really divide us. I think they are the foundation of all division that we find throughout the world. Um, it's, it's, it's really the labels and we have to kind of start there if we want to create any type of peaceful um, society, if that's what we want to do, if we want to you know, continue to fight for the next tens of thousands of years, then we can do that. But if we want to create harmony and unity, then we have to look deeply at the labels that we call ourselves and others and see how, well, if and how they separate us. You, I agree a lot of, with this. And it asked you, so, you know, does that mean that you can't say that somebody is black? Does that mean that you can't say that? Because mm. um, that was my confusion. If the, If there's no labels, how do you... How do you label something? Mm -hmm. What What's your yeah answer? yeah no I I get it I get it you know I I think um the issue is not necessarily the words because we have to communicate we have to we have to use language however it's the attachment the clinging on to the labels um, the identifying as the labels that is destructive. Um, that we fight, you know, we fight for the labels, we die for the labels, we kill for the labels. These are, th this is really what causes the problems. It's not the labels themselves, but our, our very strong attachments to them. And I invited people to find out who they are, you know, who is the label attached to, you know, mm -hmm. who's inside, who's, who is, who is that that has the label, um, and that, is not a label, but we have to we have to find out who that who or what that is, and once we do, uh, then we become free of labels and free from labeling ourselves and labeling of others. Once we not only know that intellectually, but know it from a, a heart space. Mm -hmm. There was a really interesting book I read called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, and it's a lot about sort of 
first impressions and uh, subconscious uh, judgments and things that we make on ourselves and other people. And I'm totally going to butcher this because I read it a long time ago and I can't remember what it was exactly. There was a study where he would flash cards of like a black and a white person and a gun and a knife or something. And basically most people of all races associated black people with the violent weapons Mm -hmm. and even black people themselves. Mm -hmm. And so there's a subconscious thing there where like through sort of centuries of conditioning and years of conditioning, like Mm. how do people, um, I don't think I'm a racist, but I probably would do that same thing in that Mm -hmm. test Mm -hmm. when it's that ingrained subconsciously, how do people start to shift that? Right. Right. Question everything. You know, we have to, we have to do the research. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is ingrained. It's ingrained. It it was, it's inherited, you know, even when, you know, you've got uh, Michelangelo being commissioned to, to paint pictures of Jesus, which is, which has become the iconic figure of Jesus based off of his, his family. Uh, You know, Michelangelo's family. Mm -hmm. European you know, blue-eyed, you know, Jesus, which is kind of, I think, subconsciously put Europeans closer to God. I mean, we all, we all want God to look like us, you know, so, so, and that, that definitely had a, had an impact historically on, um, I think, uh, a, a, a superiority being attributed to a certain color, um, even in the language, you know, it's just to, to be blackballed, to be blackmailed, you know, it's these these things are kind of associated with with negative things. It was a uh, uh, a, a child's. Uh, it was a study with children, the doll study, the famous, you know, famous, very well known doll study in which kids, you know, um, very young toddlers, are given a set of uh, of white uh, a white they're given a white doll and a black doll. Mm-hmm. And that they're asked which one is more is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The only thing different is the skin color. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and both the the white children and the black children say that the white doll is more beautiful. Mm-hmm. The black doll is ugly. That you know. So these things are, are are socially conditioned, culturally conditioned throughout the years. And so we have to just stop and question some of the most subtle assumptions. Our most subtle emotions. Why do I feel this way towards this person? Where does it come from? You know, why when I hear a word, why does it trigger emotions? And just step back and 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 and, and get into a, a space of uh, objectivity about it and figure it out. Because that's the first step is being aware of it, mm-hmm. not not being a victim of of these this conditioning but being aware and that's how we that's how we get past it that's how we we stop racism and sexism you know with this generation you know when we when we stop so we can teach this to our our children and they don't have to deal with the same um baggage that we did very well put um how have you found the video to the video to have been received so far Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely got a, um, a huge reception, um, you know, 20 million views in the first week. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's... that's, that's it's not bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, but you think about how many sort of network shows have their premieres. So they get like, what, 8 million people tuning in to watch, and that's like a big deal. Mm, 
Yeah. Yours got 20. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad. Not bad, especially on the topic like this, you know, a topic, you know, sh- telling people that that they are not what they have been told and they should, mm. they should question it. You know, this is, these are, these are tough issues, you know, so there's a, these are controversial issues, but to get that many views and that many shares, mm-hmm. um, it means that, you know, people are waking up, people are receptive to new ideas. Um, and we're kind of, we want to evolve out of the old ways that are, that are keeping us stuck in the mud. So it's 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 beautiful to see. Um, you know, I, I can only be be that vessel and continue to create um, content, shareable content that that makes people think. Um, and yeah, it's 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 making people think. You know, I've, I've gotten a lot of messages. I've read the comments, and it's doing just that. It's starting a conversation, and that's that's the seed that I want to plant. That's it. How do you find like towing the line between? talking about something controversial like something that you know people will react to is there any in the creative process is there ever a filter where you're like this will stress somebody out or this this is I can't go that far because it will alienate this is that ever an element or do you just go with what you truly feel and then just sort of let go yeah. of what anyone's reaction not care about not only really not care but not worry about the outcome yeah yeah I mean you know all of my pieces are really about one thing and that's love you know, every, everything. So, you know, people are going to feel what they feel. Um, I can't really, I can't really be, you know, I, I definitely try to skillfully weave things into, um, into my pieces that allow the listeners to be open. Um, I try to, I try to say things that might be humorous to open another level of, um, of hearing from them so they can hear it. Sometimes if you're too preachy, people can't hear you. So you have to sometimes approach things in a lighthearted manner. Mm-hmm, so I agree. That's, it. that's what I do. Um, I try to try to just skillfully create. And uh, no, I'm not really attached to the result or how people will respond. But again, I don't touch on um, political uh, issues too much. Why? Um, I mean, everything is political to an extent. But, you know, I, I, I touch on issues that, that, fo- that are people-centered. Um, you don't think politics because, is? Well, I, I believe that politics is important, but people operate politics. So right. a, a, um, a flawed, a corrupt political system is not the problem. The problem is that's, that's a byproduct of the mm-hmm. problem. The problem is us. Mm-hmm. We're the root. So you change us, you change politics, you change the world. It just starts right. inside in the heart. You know, I always say that, um, you know, the, 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 um, you know, the root of a tree, you know, it, it's not, you know, you want to, you want to fix a tree, you know, you don't, you know, you know, check out, you know, the, 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 the leaves on it. The problem is usually at the root mm-hmm. and the a culture, the root of a culture is the human being and the root of a human being is the human heart. You change somebody's heart change them and that's what essentially i want to do through art which i think you're doing very well actually Thanks. i have to say it sounds like i'm just kissing your ass right now but <laughs> uh, i have a lot of admiration and respect for what you're doing thank you um have you for anybody that's watched labels and it triggered some kind of uh just epiphany for them or it sort of shifted their perspective on how they see themselves 
uh, what type of things, what like further reading or listening or stuff would you recommend? Right. Right. Good question. Um, there's a book by this guy. It's, it's actually an audio book, Robert Anton Wilson. Uh, old Bob explains everything. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one where he, he touches on, um, uh, you know, he touches on everything. I <laughs> like the title, uh, conveys, uh, he talk, touches about on linguistic, um, relativity, which is a concept in anthropology, um, where, you know, just, just, it, it explains just how strong language creates and shapes reality. Right. Uh, which is, is, is very important to, to really understand, um, you know, thought leaders and philosophers like Krishnamurti, J. Krishnamurti, um, spiritual teachers like Muji. Um, you know, it's it's really just about, you know, finding out what you're not and then being left with what you are. So I just invite everybody to just 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 find out who you are, you know, find out what is it that's asking that question. You know, if we aren't the mind, if we're not the body, then what's left? And this isn't something that you you figure out immediately. You know, it might take some time. Don't get discouraged. Um, and you realize it's nothing you can figure out. It's something that you that you are. It's a feeling. There's no answer to the question, but it's a feeling. It's a it's a uh, a realization that that you come to. So um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, um, books, ancient texts like the the Bhagavad Gita. You know, many Buddhist texts that 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 really get you to understand the mind and what you're not, and you lessen uh, your your attachments to these things so that you can become free. Because it's all about becoming free. We can't live in a a free society if we're not free. We yeah. can't live in a a peaceful society if we can't deal with anger in ourselves. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, the world is a reflection of the internal. So so yeah, it's it's. You know, after all the texts are read, after all the practices are a practice, you know, it's about finding that within you, period. Yeah, I've, um, I think from, from a lot of readings of stuff, I sort of came to observe the mind and what it was doing and my, the, the way that I was reacting to things, the external things and how I'd react. And sort of once I got an understanding of, of what was going on, things will come up and I will be enraged. And rather than just act out in rage, it's now more of a acknowledging where that's come from and why mm. I'm feeling that. And um, mm. I've sort of been in that, living in that space for a little while and it's mm. it's a lot less stressful. Like it, I, I definitely get overcome with it sometimes. Mm. But I was speaking to an actor friend recently um, and we were just talking about like our personalities and stuff and he was saying how he's very um, – you know, he, he's, he's, he's very hot tempered and like emotional and he, he reacts out. And I said, you know, you need to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. And he said, how could you, how can you control your emotions? Mm. And it just, and it immediately put me that that's kind of where a lot of people sit in that they mm. feel like mm. emotions just happen. Mm. And it's, it's not just something that happens to you. It's, it's, it's external th- things happen and it's how you deal with it that mm. creates everything else. Mm. You can have somebody walk up to you and punch you in the face Mm -hmm. and you could be enraged and get in a massive fight or you can take a step back Mm. or you can walk away or you can do a thousand other things. Mm. Um, but yeah, we're very, very in that, in that space. True. True. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, they call it the wedge of awareness. You kind of just that awareness of how you're feeling 
it, it creates space. You know, you're no longer, I mean, even, even with the most powerful emotions that we feel, and we're going to feel them, emotions are, are, are natural. Just mm. natural. And that's the thing, you can't fight them. You have to sort of let them, mm-hmm. let them be, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you have to let them pass. You have to let them pass, and you can't, <clears throat> I mean, we, you know, all violence is a manifestation of grief. It's, 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 it's believing that you are these things, you, you are these it's it's so close to you, and we can't get space to step away from them and watch them. We become we become it, you know. We become we, we become angry when not people experiencing anger. Anger, you know, and to be a person experiencing anger is different than being an angry person. Mm-hmm. You know, and just just that, you know, it sounds like a uh, like a semantic game, but it's it's true when you just develop that that space from things, you become free of them. You know, you know that they're they're gonna come and they're gonna go instead of they're gonna just be here forever. Same with with anger, sadness, all of these emotions that we feel. We feel them. You know, we aren't them, we feel them, we experience them. So to know that is freedom. That is a good point. And we've spoken about that before, um, how it's 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 how you speak to kids and how you speak to people. You know, if you have a child that's like being misbehaving you're not the child's not a bad child you don't you know it's not good to say it's a child you're a bad child it's mm. you're behaving badly your behavior is being bad they're not bad mm. and i think that a lot of the time um mm. we it's sort of come from being told these things and then believing that we are those things mm. it's like no mm. you've behaved in that way you're not an angry person you're not a mean person yeah, yeah. um why do you why do you do what you do what what sort of made you go down this path yeah uh good question there's nothing i really well i don't i just don't think i couldn't i could not be doing this you know it's 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 really a part of me and it's it's not like i'm even doing anything i I enjoy it and you know i've become kind of one with it it's 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 amazing to have um to 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 be to do what you are if that makes any sense to, yeah. to do what you are i think i would love for more people in the world to do what they are <laughs> yeah yeah i think we live in an awesome uh world if people people live their passions because when you're when you're passionate about something you're gonna exceed you're gonna excel like mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna it's not gonna be like you're even trying it's just who you are you can't not do it you know and for me uh, the, the 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 spiritual path and uh, learning about the mind and and out of getting out of suffering is um you know and learning who you are. I think these are some of the most important um, endeavors and questions that a human being can ask and and engage in in their existence in this plane. In my in my humble opinion, you know. So I I just. You know, I've invited people to um, to that, and it's gotten a, a, a massive response, and uh, that's um, that's Very encouraging. Telling. That's just telling. That's encouraging mm-hmm. um, that we're we're living in a in a world that's that's becoming more and more open. It's good to see that. Yeah, I felt for a while that you know, for me, television. There's not really television that I want to watch. It's all about conflict and. Uh, it all seems very negative. Mm-hmm. 
like there's a lot of reality TV, which isn't real in any way. And it's all just made up conflict and mm. soap operas and, you know, and uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to watch that. And I feel like with the type of stuff that you do, there, there clearly is a market for it. Cause in a week, 20 million people were sharing and watching your video. Like people are hungry mm. for some kind of, um, uplifting or thought provoking content. It mm. seems like, mm. um, what, when I asked you about, uh, how, how do you feel about having so many views? You were just very kind of chill about it. Like, not like way, mm. but just mm. very, very cool. You seem to feel like very mm. level headed about stuff. Mm. Um, has there, has anybody said something to you or has there ever been a moment where it really, kind of impacted you like some feedback or a response or something that really made you feel like it was worthwhile mm. yeah actually you know yesterday um i believe it was i got a message saying that it was this guy who was you know showing my videos uh in a in a he works in a prison and he's showing my videos to the inmates um and, and getting a, getting a very positive response you know kids you know, they show my videos in schools and in, in detention centers. And, you know, th- this is this is amazing um, that, 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 you know, a guy for skinny kid from North St. Louis can create <laughs> content uh, that comes from his heart and reach the hearts of so many people. And, uh, you know, from the messages and feedback that I've gotten really be it really impact people's lives. Um, in a in a positive way, uh, you know, just the, the the collection of messages I've gotten is uh, is so powerful. It's so powerful to me, and really, you know, provides provides uh, gas for you know my this vehicle to keep going. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? I'm not gassed up though. You know, <laughs> it's not like you know pumping me up, getting a big head, but it's. No, I get it. You're putting gas in your vehicle. No, I got it. No, it makes sense. I wasn't thinking you're having a big head. (laughs) Um, And then lastly, what would you say to people who, um, just people who I feel like, uh, you know, sometimes people are a bit uh, stuck stuck in a rut, like uh, kind of coming into an awareness of all these different things, but really kind of want to excel. Like what would be any advice to people that are kind of, looking to starting off on that journey in a new direction what what journey the career journey the the, which journey i guess i guess that's probably a bit of a broad question um all of them really like i mean journey of life journey of life i mean maybe career maybe like sort of finding a purpose like career wise or Mm. sort of uh all the spiritual oh that's a tough one both Mm. spiritual and career yeah yeah um I think, you know, I think that could be one question. I think that they overlap. Um, for me, um, you know, I, I, I always tell people there's a, um, you know, there's a difference between um, interest and passion. And, you know, we can be interested in so many things, but what are we passionate about? There's a difference between your career and a calling. You know, what are you, what are you here for? Mm. Um, what what really excites your spirit? Chances are you you know you can't monetize it. There's there's so many people that 
you know, even even college students that, you know, we've got the dilemma of, you know, should I get a, a job that really fits me that I really want to do and I love? Or should I get one that's more practical and pays the bills? Well, it's funny. We live in a world where nothing is is, is really stable. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no really job security. So, you know, which is why I think people can and should become, you know, entrepreneurs and really create jobs, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's good. It's definitely good. I mean, whatever fits your nature, you can work for someone and that's, that's beautiful. You know, my people in my family have worked for uh, companies for, you know, uh, you know, 50 years and uh, you can build a very fulfilling life that way. So it's really up to you. But I think the most important question is knowing who you are, figuring that out first, because, you know, you, you, you can't, um, you can't start doing things that are in alignment with, um, I don't know, just, just, I, th- I think everything is the path and everything helps you. So I don't want to say you can never make a mistake, mm-hmm. but what you don't want to do is, uh, spend your life climbing a ladder and realizing it was against the wrong wall. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you want to, you know, spend the time in stillness and, and, and by yourself and really figuring the question out, who am I? Who am I? And going from there, I ask, I ask people the question all the time. If you only had five years to live, what do you do? What do you do from this point on? You know, if you had five months, five weeks, five days, what do you do? Death really brings you to the present moment. And we should be living every day as if we're going to die tomorrow. That's the real, that's that's wisdom. To, uh, that's, you know, that's what, what, you know, real, that puts you in the present moment, you know, mm-hmm. is... is we have this limited amount of time on this planet. What am I going to do with it? And the chances are your passion is going to intertwine with some type of service because helping people, helping each other is really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I um, was speaking to a uh, film producer recently who was talking about uh, a new company that he's working for and uh, it has a very high profit margin and he was talking about it. It was all very financial um, and it sounded like it was just very, very business. And I asked what his passion project was and he said, you know, I, I don't have one. Passion projects don't make money. They're just a way, you know, basically it's like a waste of time and they don't make money. Mm. And, it, and it really resonated with me because I just thought that's such a, that's it's an interesting belief mm. because it's definitely not true. Right. Um, right. But, you know, I think it's, I think it, it it's, I don't know whether it's hard, I don't know whether it's harder Mm-hmm. But um, it's definitely not true. You can, you can be yeah. doing what you want. Yeah, we should, we we play. You know, it's the condition. I mean, and that's not. It's not his fault. You know, he's just gone through experiences that have led him in that safe play, that direction. Um, but you know, he, you know, like you said, he is wrong. It is. It is incorrect. And I live my life like that. I don't think that there are any anything that we can't do. You know, it's so many, so many advancements that have come out of the human mind, the human ingenuity, you know, merely over the past 6,000 years, the past 100 years, we've done remarkable things. Um, so it, it, paradigm shifts can happen tomorrow. Uh, do we have the courage to, to be that catalyst? See, most people are just afraid. Mm. But when you realize fortune favors the bold and we're not here for very long, I mean, what are we going to, what are you going to do that really makes an impact? I never wanted to follow in the, in the footsteps of others. I wanted to go off and make my own trail. Um, so, you know, I, it, it just, for me, a life worth living is one that you are 
creating your most authentic self. You, I have an explorer spirit, so I want to do things that have never been done before, change people. You know, I've, I have very, uh, some people would say, unrealistic, uh, <laughs> you know, goals. But uh, oftentimes, realism is an excuse for for pessimism. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so so yeah, I don't think there's anything we we can't do uh, if we if we really put our time and energy into into studying the craft and studying ourselves. Um, you know, we can we can do anything. I agree. And on that note, thank you so much for making that amazing video and casting me in it so I had the opportunity to meet and work with you and uh, sharing it with the world. Yeah, well, wow, thank you. I, I really am. Uh, I was honored that you would be a part of it. You know, I think it, it definitely is one of my favorite projects of all time. You know, I, I couldn't have, definitely couldn't have done it without you. And, you know, everybody that was a part of that, they, we just came together and, Got it done. It's a historic, uh, historic piece. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for, for having me on your your show. And, and yeah, you know, I, I very much value what you're doing. Um, I appreciate what you're doing. It's necessary to start these conversations, to be a part of these types of projects, um, because it does have an impact. And uh, so thank you. It's very admirable what you're doing, too, Ioni.